Divorce is not an option podcast. Let's get it. Stephen James Dixon. This is Tamara Darasell, and happy 28 days of Ebony Love. You didn't do the hey, y'all. Okay. Well, hey, y'all. <laughs> you told me to say your name. <laughs> <laughs> you can find this podcast not only on all podcast platforms, but also on ebony.com in the category love and sex. Okay. So today we are going to talk about five reasons to fight for your marriage. Stephen, go ahead and give us the first reason. The first reason to fight for your marriage is that you don't know what you have not been taught how to fight for your marriage. <laughs> hey, you want to try that again? <laughs> you don't know that you have not been taught how to fight for your marriage. Okay. So uh, I'm totally lost. You don't know that you have not been taught how to fight for your marriage. Well, yeah, I mean, nobody was really taught how to fight for their marriage. Like, what do you mean by that? Right. So, so what I mean is too many couples come in and they just blame marriage. Like they just blame the institution as if there's something wrong with it instead of taking responsibility or looking at the person in the mirror. Like too many couples, uh, they want, they'll look at their spouse and say, if my spouse just did this better, mm-hmm. the marriage will be better. You know, too many couples have been taught. Yeah. Too That's many couples perfect. have been taught that. <laughs> too many couples have been taught that fighting for your marriage is actually like fighting your spouse like 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 i have couples come in and say uh either husband or wife will say hey i've been i've been fighting i've been arguing i've been trying to talk to them and all that and really you're fighting them instead mm-hmm. of fighting for your marriage mm-hmm. trying to get them to see or understand your side so okay so if you're talking about fighting for your marriage as if the husband and wife are on the same team how do you fight for that victory Right. And so what I try to communicate, communicate to couples is that that marriage is a team like you, your husband and your wife is a team. And so if you're the quarterback and you throw a pass and a receiver drop the ball, you can't come back to the huddle and say, man, you sorry. It's all your fault. We lost the game today. You know what I'm saying? As a team, you got to be like, hey, I believe in you. I'm going to throw it to you again. I think you're going to catch it next time. And this is, and yet as a team, you got to feel like this is how we got here. We're going to do the things that we did to get here. And this is how we're going to win. I believe in you. You're going to make it happen. That is so awesome. So it's funny that you picked this topic because um, about a week and a half ago, we had a marriage retreat at my church and the theme was love TKO and how to fight for your marriage. Um, oh, wow. yeah. And I just, I love the, the one of the things that my pastors, um, shout out to love, excuse me, life community church, Collin County. Um, but one of the things that my pastors s- stressed were, what is your why? Um, why did you get married? Why are you still married? And what are your goals going forward in your marriage? And so if you have, you focus on your goals for your marriage, then you focus on what you're fighting for. It's a, it's a lot of couples that get married. It's a good topic, actually, because there's a lot of couples that get married and they don't have a goal. Yeah. Like a lot of, I mean, honestly, like a lot we of, were like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people getting married is the goal, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're we kicking it. <laughs> we made it. I, I got somebody that, that's committed to loving me for the rest of my life. I'm good. Right. Now. Okay. So, so back to your sports analogy, though. Right. And so, exactly. Okay. So, what I was talking about was fighting for marriage. Right. Go ahead. You go ahead. So, um, getting back to what your sports competition, though, um, you were talking about, you know, how the players kind of act in in the game. So, what were you saying about mm-hmm. that? We just we just, we in every game there comes a point especially when championship game or something like that, where one of the players says, Hey, we're not going to lose. You know, like I saw it in the all-star game over the weekend. Not lose. 
that guy. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, and you just and everybody can see that. Okay, all of a sudden, this guy looks like he's playing harder than everybody else. Right? You know, like even even to fans who are not big sports fans, you can say, okay, that guy mm-hmm. keeps scoring and they can't stop him. Mm-hmm. You know. And we need someone in the marriage with that kind of attitude about the marriage. Like our marriage cannot be stopped. There's no problem bigger than the marriage. There's no issue that we can't recover from. We're going to win. We need someone to come into the marriage in the fourth quarter and say, hey, we losing right now, but we're going to figure it out. Okay, so you want husbands and wives to develop an attitude that they won't lose. Like as a husband, my marriage is going to be successful. As a wife, my marriage is going to be successful. And this is what I'm going to do differently. Everybody listening, man. Like I, the first thing I do when I, when I'm working with couples is I'm not going to let the husband sit here and talk about the wife. And I don't let the wife talk about the husband. I spent my first couple weeks with couples. I'm talking to the husband about the husband. Every time the husband try to make a complaint, no, 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 bring it back. Let's mm-hmm. talk about you. You know what I'm saying? Cause I feel like, and I'm always communicating that each spouse has enough that they can do on their own without worrying about what the other person is doing. Amen. Okay. So what's your second reason to fight for your marriage? And, and and really that goes into the second reason, how really how one person can save a marriage. Okay. What's that? (laughs) It's just, yeah, I I saw you did that. A lot of people do look at me crazy when I say that. And what I mean by that is, is, is like just the same way as same analogy with, with the sports athlete. Uh, Sometimes an athlete can, can take over the game by himself and push the whole team, propel the whole team forward. So LeBron James start playing hard. So now Kyrie Irving start playing hard. So now Kevin Durant start playing hard. And so what same thing in marriage is the husband if he starts working hard and kind of like the article we talked about a couple of weeks ago where a husband just started working a lot harder, start being focused on what he can do. Like, how can I make your day better? And every day asking, how can I make your day better? What can I do differently? What can I do better? And then the wife naturally looks at that husband and says, he's trying. I need mm, to try hard. Okay. So you're not saying it's like going to be just a one person thing forever, but at some point the other spouse comes around. You know what? That's a you. You're right. I make the mistake of not making that clear. That and that's definitely the point that I'm trying to make is that for a certain amount of period, one spouse can carry the marriage. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. And, and so I I just trust and believe, and I've worked with couples, and I've seen it happen that we'll have a wife coming here every day, and she does well, and she does better, and then the husband notices, and then the husband says, "Cause, cause, see, I I, I play on. I don't know the correct words. I'm sure you correct me, but I really just focus in on." Like, I just believe if one person, if one person in a marriage is really working hard to have a better marriage, that the other person will, will, will notice that and say, okay, they're trying. I need to try. The only people that don't do that, like, yes, are crazy people, right? like you have to have some that? level of empathy for your spouse. Right. At some level, when when your spouse come home and they say, "Okay, I'm a cook and I'm a clean and I'm a work and I'm going to do everything. I'm not going to say nothing about them. I'm not going to complain about them at all. I'm going to love on them. I'm going to tell them have a good day. I'm going to send them a nice text message. I'm going to call her and just leave her a voicemail or whatever. And if you do that consistently and I I don't know how long you consistently got to be. I don't know if it's two weeks. I don't know if it's two months. I don't know if it's a year. It depends on how you got to all the spouses who are holding it down by themselves for whatever their time period is. You know what? You're right. That we got to take a moment and just recognize there's people out there right now that are like, I'm doing everything to save my marriage. And am I doing Mm. this in vain? Just keep holding on. Just keep holding on. Hold on and hold on. Forever. I want to say as long as you can, but I just, you know, caught myself and say just forever. You got to just, you got to believe yeah. in your marriage. Yeah. You have to. Believe. Okay. So next point. 
And so um, the next point I was talking about is uh, it's important that that as a husband and as a wife, we don't lose sight of how important it is to maintain your respect. As a man, we got to maintain our respect. As a woman, we got to remind ourselves that we are the source of love. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. So I, I'm a little confused because you always hear that women need to respect men and men need to love women. So you kind of reverse here. Men right? require respect. Right. They value respect. And women um, right. require love, right? And so- in the in a in the process of a mm-hmm. man requiring respect, you have to you have to maintain your respect. Like meaning you can't do things that cause your wife to disrespect you, or you can't do things that cause your mm. wife not to have respect for you. Um women when when what happens with women is is they become angry or, or or hurt or whatever, and they don't exhibit that love. And then and the love, the type of love that a wife has given a husband, quite honestly, a lot of times this is the first time that we've really been loved. And so we got to learn from our wives how to love. And I find so many relationships where a woman just not loving no more. She hurt. Wow. She upset. She disappointed. You know, that, she, that really is kind of anything. deep what you just said. Like, basically, men need respect, but they have to create an environment of respect. And women need love, but they have to create an environment of love. Right. Like, like be loving. I'm talking to women like be loving to, to my men. Like, I, like. I'll have certain men. I have certain men that won't take out the trash or don't take out the trash in time. And so women, a lot of times um, I'll I'll talk to them about, you got to get back to being loving. Like you got to love your marriage through it. I got a lot of women that when they get upset, they start responding in anger Mm -hmm. instead of responding in love. Like I I have a client right now where the the wife gets upset when the husband is Mm -hmm. watching the game. You know, and so she attacks the game. Like I hate the game. I hate the media room. You always in there. Instead of saying, Hey, can you spend some you know, quality it's, time? It's with you? really a balancing act because we talked about the accountability and holding your partner accountable a couple of podcasts ago. Um, but being able to hold your partner accountable in a loving way is a true balancing act. Right. But it's an example I just gave, right? Instead of saying, hey, I'm tired of you watching the game all the time. You say what you really want is, mm. can you spend some quality okay. time with me? That's in a loving way. And then with the men, like I talk about, is I just see, every time I see a man get in a passenger <laughs> side with a woman, I judge wow. him. Like I, I judge him. Like, well, dude, you say you about to go over there and relax and surf the internet while your woman takes on the stress of driving home? Because I don't know, like, we have been taught gender roles, <laughs> and sometimes it just doesn't work. Sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. Sometimes the man is not the breadwinner. Sometimes the woman is better at, you know, I don't know, cutting the grass. I don't know. I'm not cutting nobody grass. I'm just saying. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) do we really have to adhere to those strict gender roles? No, my wife can take out the trash if she so chooses, but she will say, hey, honey, I need you to take out the trash. I go take out the trash, you know, and and, and, and of course, uh, if a man is like been drinking and he's not, you know, in a position mm-hmm. to drive, then of course his wife should drive. Right. But, but there's, I could, in, in 12 years of marriage, my wife probably drove me somewhere like maybe five times, five total. Like, like if my wife drives up to where I am, she gets out of the I driver's seat and gets in the passenger seat. people. I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm honest and I can't believe I'm actually going I'm to make this proclamation, but my husband is a little bit better of a cook than I Uh-oh. am. So, I mean, like, uh-huh. he could cook. <laughs> right. And so, and so, and so a part of being a good partner and a good spouse is recognizing mm-hmm. that your spouse does something better than you. Right. Right. So, so even though we have gender roles, 
It's stupid if you think like just because right. you're a husband, you should balance the checkbook. That's dumb. If your partner does it better. So it's not about it's not about being stupid. Like I said, it's not about if you're drunk, you should drive <laughs> right. just because you're the man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not it's it's about it's about for me, like I always do everything I can to maintain the respect level that I need in order to lead the family. So like my wife don't go in a dealership. The only time yeah. she go in a dealership is to buy a car. You know what I'm saying? She ain't going to change her oil, ask about the tires. I got I got husbands that I'd be like, start off conversations like, well, when she went in to see about getting new tires for her truck, and I'm like, why is she doing that? She not, <laughs> she not interested in that. Like, she don't want to do that. If you asked her if she wanted to talk to the mechanic about okay. what's wrong with her car, she would say okay. no. You know, and so now, now don't get me wrong. If woman is like, I don't want no man to take care of my car, if that's what works for your marriage, great. I'm not trying to change you. I'm just telling you what, what I generally see in relationships for couples that come to me, woman don't want to mess with the car. She don't want to. She don't want to go to the dealership. She don't want to go to the car wash. She don't want to cut the grass. And, you know, dudes don't want to cook for the most part, right? I don't want to cook, but what I do is I bring food home. I bring prepared food home. I barbecue. I go to the barbecue place. And so I'm not trying to lock you into certain things. I'm only saying to you, be smart, maintain your respect as a man, as a woman, you have to exhibit love so we understand love because we're learning love. Like I'm like like I learned so much about love Aww, watching my wife love on our sweet. children. Right. And just watching her kiss like I like when I used to never tell I would never kiss my son on the mouth. Right. I just wouldn't do she kissed him for two years. I, and it wasn't until he was like two or three years old, one day he kissed me on the lips. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay, this is I didn't turn gay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, like okay, I love him. It's okay. Anyway, <laughs> that's how that's how I look at it. So we we don't want our women to not lose their ability to be the source of love. We want our men to always look for ways to. So, okay, to, to, so to how do we learn that? Because I mean, high. like, if you don't come from a place of those gender roles, or as a woman, if you come from a place where you are hurt. And, and and had had some broken things in the past. Um, how do you learn how to keep holding your partner accountable, um, but not responding in anger or not responding with that hurt? It's it's not how do you learn. It is that you go learn, right? It's like go. I mean, where? How the time we, go you know, people's parents were go not the best the examples. Marriage. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, where, where are you just picking this up at? Right. Right. No, I'm talking about yes. I'm talking yeah. about you just going to the marriage retreat, right? Last weekend, mm. right? Go, go seek out those. Go to go to marriage retreats at different churches. Seek out mentors. Find uh find find families that are older than you. Married couples have been married fifty years and ask them advice. Ask them. Mm-hmm. you can find a married couple, right? That's been married fifty years, and you can say to them, "Hey, I'm newly married. You know, we're a young couple. Um, you guys made it fifty years. Do you mind being a mentor to us?" Maybe once a quarter or something like that, we, we take you guys out to dinner. Okay, okay. You could do that. Learn. So it's not it's not how do you learn. It's recognizing that you need to learn. So and then maintaining doing what you need to do that to men maintaining that, that and respect knowledge. and women maintaining that love kind of helps you to be able to communicate better and 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 not have such huge arguments and and fight together for your marriage. Absolutely. And so then we move to reason number two. When we talk about fighting for your marriage, I, I say one person can save a marriage. And so again, with the sports analogy, what I talk mm. about is every team uh, blames the head coach, right? And so, but every team, just like a marriage, right. has 
other people, like in a marriage, God is the head coach, right? So that means that you're not the head coach. Let's say, for example, on a football team, you have an offensive coordinator, you have a defensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator, don't worry about what the defense is doing, right? The defensive coordinator, don't worry about what the offense is doing. That's how we need our marriages to be set up. We need husband to be wow. worried and focused on his responsibilities, his work, his his. How does he love her? And we need wife to be totally focused in and locked on to her role as a wife. We got so many people. You know what people do? I've had couples come in here where the wife yes. knows to a she T fix the him. husband's responsibilities, but don't know yes. the wife's responsibilities. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> no, every, he's supposed to be opening the car door. Trash, he's supposed to be calling me, taking me out on a date. He's supposed to be pulling out my chair. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. right. He's supposed to be doing all this. He's supposed to be rubbing my feet. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm like, what do you bring to the table? And she was really like, right. She was really like, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't do his part. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm like, no, we got to do both parts at the same time. The game started at the same time. <laughs> it's not like offense go out on the field and defense well, go out there later. Everybody got to be ready to play at the same time. Yeah. So we need husbands and wives. They work at the same time. So sometimes defense go out first and their offense go out okay. first. But the game starts <laughs> right. and everyone has to be ready to play at the exact same time. It can't like, not, not an offense okay, start at 12, but you just come at 4. Right, so I've heard you say also that you don't believe in marriage counseling. You believe in husband coaching and wife coaching. Um, right. And that's to, that's to the example, right? Like, like, People blame the marriage. Don't blame the marriage. Take responsibility for what you could take responsibility for and just coach yourself up. Like really evaluate yourself. It goes to what we mm-hmm. said last week, right? Self-evaluation, mm-hmm. self-improvement, and self-reflection, right? Like like, like really when my marriage was bad, those first two years, the way I turned it around was to ask right. myself, what can I do? Okay. Like, that's so what reason number three to stay in fight for your marriage was that. People just don't have examples of marriages coming back from the depths of hell, right? Like, like you, like we all get marriages that are bad and they get a divorce, or maybe we find some marriages that are pretty they good, and, but we never stories. really I mean, get because people don't, so many, people are not like, as transparent as you they know, need to be in marriage. Kind of whispers of stuff, but nobody ever actually says, "Yeah, I was going to divorce them and and stayed." And so I've had couples in the state of Texas, mm-hmm. like you got sick, you, you file for divorce, then you wait sixty days, and then you mm-hmm. get the divorce. I've had couples go to the fifty eighth day and said, "You know what? Wow. Let's save our marriage," and brought them all the way back. To now where they got kids and they're happy and all that kind of stuff. And it's because really in marriage, man, those Somebody first two years are so that. tough that we're really merging <laughs> two cultures. You know? no, but for real. I, I thought you know I, what I crazy thought I though? It's in like your first year of marriage. People always asking you how you do it. You know it's hard. <laughs> Why are you asking? It's hard. It is so hard and and really and what i'll say too is almost every couple that i've ever worked with no matter how long they were married if they were married 10 years they're married 25 years they're married eight years the problems in their marriage started in the first 25 years, years need to and tell the couples recovered. who just got married right? hey so, the first two years are hard our first two years were hard but you can make it to 25 right and another the other sad thing is is sometimes we have couples who made it 25 40 50 years and they don't even know how they made it or what they did and they and and it's really it re- they really need that opportunity to be mentors so someone could just ask them questions and bounce ideas off of them and then that's when you pull it out of them 
that's when you, you know, if you actually present to them, okay, me and my wife are having a problem deciding on how to buy a house, you know, and then Ooh. the couple that's been married yeah. 50 years is like, yeah, we done bought three houses. Yeah, because I remember this is what we did. Um, you know my what I'm saying? great like, aunt you may, saying, you may have to pull her, how do you say of? married 50 years? And she said, you stay. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> And so you have to, pu- and so right. you give up, right? But then, no, nah, you got to pull it out of them. Like, have you ever had a problem with intimacy? <laughs> and they'll say, yeah, back in 82. They'll say, yeah, back in 82, this and that. And then, and then in 95, he did this. And we didn't talk to each other so much. And you know what I'm saying? Like, but sometimes you got to pull it out of them. Amen. So reason four is to stay and fight for your marriage is that marriage is on the job training. And so you don't know, a lot of times you just don't know what you're doing. We all get married, and for a certain amount of days, months, or years, we're bad spouse until we kind of figure mm, out our okay. roles. So yeah, I'm still it took me a solid two day. years to figure out what I was doing as a husband. <laughs> you still in a two year time wife frame. Needs, and I'm like, that's not what and it so, meant to and, me. so the, <laughs> and so, y'all got to know. And, and really the key thing, and I, I think if you take anything from this podcast yes. today as for our new couples, is, yes. is that you're really merging two, two, two cultures. You're merging two, and I, and I don't want to say merging two people or merging two things or trying to, you know, Not you're really merging two cultures, two different ways of two life. Two cultures two merging. People that- he said the exact word. Good, good, good. Oh, he said the exact <laughs> word? He been, he been listening. Wow, he been listening to biting on the podcast. <laughs> crazy i'm gonna need, need that little, that what little you check were saying like is i so spoke real for new couples to recognize like that. that you're merging two cultures <laughs> and that if you're struggling it's normal right and, and you got to be patient and you got to love each other through it and we got to make sure our men maintain their respect and the way mm. you maintain your respect like i said is being a man even through those difficult times when you make the way you love on your husband is making sure you still loving them through those difficult times like when he leaves okay. for the day Reason you still five. tell him you love Reason him even five. though he's getting on your nerves right now right you know, stay and fight for your marriage because chances are is that is that if you got married this time, the chances are if you leave this marriage, you will get married again, and then you'll learn in that second marriage that really you have to learn how to problem solve. And I and I'm this is my second marriage, and the only thing different between my first marriage, and my second marriage, and give me some grace here because of course the two women are different, but really the focus is is my approach to problem solving now. Like I know now that no matter who you with. When you merge two cultures, there will be some compromise. There will be some negotiation. There will be some disappointment. There will be some expectation that you did not have initially. And we got to work through and, all those and the things. Other thing so it's is, not um, just about the person. That my pastor you stay said and fight for your was that, you know, first marriages now are ending in about divorce in about 50% of the time. Second marriages um, are in the 60s. And then third marriages are around 70, 75% of the time. So um, once you give up, one time it is easier to continue giving up so work it out this time and stick it out this time right right because because you're gonna have the same issues people think that when you get married you have like like okay i married the wrong person no it's not about the wrong person it is about you being a better husband and them being a better wife or vice versa or whatever but it's not marriage and so people just think that, like, I, I just made a mistake getting married. No, you didn't make a mistake. Okay, so you would just say the figure biggest out difference what you need to do better as a spouse and then what? trust and believe that they're going to do the same. The biggest difference would be is my approach to the marriage. Like, initially in my first marriage, I was basically a problem identifier. 
right? That's when we got people running around out there just identifying problems. He did this. He did this. He did this. He did this. She did that. She did that. She won't do this. She won't do this. You're just a problem identifier. Instead of coming to the marriage as a problem solver and going into a problem and saying, hey, we have this disagreement. We have this misunderstanding. This is what I can do differently or I can do better to try and help us meet halfway, right? You offer first, right? And then you let them offer instead of saying, hey, this is what I could do differently. And this is what I think you okay, need to do Okay, that's good stuff. So that's five reasons to role. fight for your marriage. <laughs> um, we also had a number of call-ins to the Divorce is Not an Option podcast hotline. And one comment really stood out to me. So we're going to go ahead and listen to that now. And um, if you would love, like to give your uh, input or questions, we would love to hear from you. And our number is 469 2943795 you ladies today because they helped me and it was told to me by my coach today and she told me the reason why we attract men that are unfaithful or unloyal to us is because we are unloyal to ourselves so men are look at us as being unloyal because we are so unloyal. We are loyal to them, but we are unloyal to ourselves, which is so true. We are loyal to everybody else in our life but ourselves. And that's how people portray us. And that's why everybody else is unloyal to us. And girl, when they told me that, that like hit me like straight in my face. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, that helps somebody because it's helping me. Like, even though it hurt, it's the truth. We are so unloyal to ourselves. We give all of ourselves to everybody else and zero percent to ourselves. And maybe if we start giving a hundred percent to ourselves, everybody else will look at us differently. Yeah. So the the thing that struck me is when she said, give a hundred percent to Tamara, yourself. You want to go first? And, and it made me think about um, financial principles. You always, you always pay yourself first. Um, so I, I wouldn't say a hundred percent, but you always wait, wait, when you say pay yourself first, you no. gotta, you gotta define um, trying <laughs> to, like, trying to simplify but, um, you need to make sure that you have your own savings account that you have, um, your 401k or your retirement savings or what your investments or whatever it is that that comes off the top that you never even see that really, you don't feel it coming out of your check so that you're building a nest egg for yourself. Um, and so that's why I, I would say the same thing applies when she's talking about how women are disloyal to themselves. If you pay yourself first in your own time, pay yourself in whatever it is that brings you peace and balance and taking care of yourself emotionally, spiritually, physically. And, and so if we focus on being loyal to ourselves, then we can attract an energy of loyalty. And that also comes in just having some self-respect and self-confidence and not allowing anybody to just be disloyal with you and think it's okay. Chris Rock has a great joke where he talks about, um, you know, he, how he's sitting, how, how a man would see his friend and his his friend as a wife and the wife is, is a nice woman. And he's like complimentary of the woman. And he'll say to himself, I have to get a woman like that. Like a man will say that about his homeboy's woman. Like I got to get a woman like that. Like, Hey man, where'd you find her at? Does she have a sister? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Women 
will look at her girlfriend's I husband. I completely disagree and be like, with that. I joke. need to take his husband. I, I need I need her husband. Like I'm gonna take her husband. Oh That's my a good god. Deal. No, no, I am not gonna let you sit it's up here and disparage all no, women true. like that. Y'all were still a dude. You were still a dude. No, no, no. Good women, women are like, not saying I want, I want him. him. <laughs> that's okay, so that's trifling that's, women that's out all, there. Okay, Please. we'll say good women though. All right, I'll let you have that one. <laughs> and so yeah, it, it really, it really would. The the thing about women and being mm-hmm. loyal to themselves, um, like 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 the whole Steve Harvey book, like act like a lady, think like a man, like I think that I think that builds into it too, right? Because women spend so much time trying to figure out a man instead of sp- spending time figuring out themselves and figuring out their value and having you know self value, like you know what I mean you know self you know, respect and things like that. Instead of worrying about what a man says, I tell women all the time, right. when women come to me and right. say, well, what is that my is man thinking? Thing. Or what is my man that doing? If they're not married, I'm like, don't uh, worry The right about one will be worried about, about you when you're not worried about him. About. I mean, like eventually, but I'm just right. saying like, and so, you know, not worried about each other together. Right. At the same time. And so, and so, but the, but the overall point is, is if you, if you spending time trying to figure out a man, then that man is probably not for you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like y'all should be both on the same page on how to develop the relationship, how to make it grow, how to spend more quality time with each other. Like that is what both parties should be doing. You don't sit around trying, what is a man thinking? Try to figure out, don't, don't think, and don't, and definitely do not think like a man, right? Definitely think like a woman because the woman naturally innately knows how to make a relationship move forward. A lot of men don't know how to make a a relationship move forward. So if you're thinking like a man, you just, you're just doing it. You're just going to, you know, going along with whatever's happening every day instead of setting forth the plan of of how do we, you know, develop more? Like how do we communicate better? How do we and grow? I want to clarify how do we that statement I just made. I was step? not worried about like him because women, he made part, his intentions you know, very clear. I didn't have to, to worry about him. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, okay, that didn't come. That did not well, come I'm out glad right. You came back no, because I didn't. I was trying to help you out to get back there. I was like, man, no, you missed it. Just, but no, because he made his intention. That, that's why I can't even come back and say that's what you talk about both, whatever. right? And he, he was like, nope, you worry about me. Exactly. <laughs> right. You, you didn't have to figure anything out. There was no assumptions made. He wants me. Okay, cool. I want him. Okay, let's see if we can work this <laughs> cool. out. Let's see if we can connect. Right. Let's see kind well, of thanks for listening. The whole figuring out part, y'all. Subscribe to our show and follow and repost, retweet. We appreciate it. Bye, y'all. <laughs>